0: Rob we thought last time was gonna be the last show of the year didn't we yeah we did for uh
1: because I didn't know whether I'd be around now but uh yeah
0: surprise and you're looking very festive which I'm not at all but
1: no it's good you're wearing you're wearing red that's enough I think
0: it's yeah it's slightly sport by the Nike tick but um (laughs) it's kind of festive definitely um, and as a special treat for the, which will be the last show of the year, 100%, we have another special guest, don't we? Which is uh, Mr. Martin Kelly. Hello, good morning, boys. How are you doing? We're really well. Thank you, Martin. Very well, thank you. Thanks
2: very so much for inviting us along to the show. I'm sure I can ruin it in a suitable fashion for you. No problem.
0: <laughs> well, that prevents us from ruining it, I suppose. So that's one, that's one thing. Yep. We do it most yep. weeks. Um, no, thanks for coming, Martin. Really appreciate it. And for the uninitiated, Martin is a very valued member of the Discord server, the MarketList Reviews Discord server. Um, he's the guy who says, I try and beat him most mornings, but it's very difficult. It's quite a challenge. He's the first person to say good morning every morning, literally every single morning. Which is well, amazing.
2: I'm I'm fortunate at the moment. I'm working on a job which is miles away, so I'm up quarter to six and trying to be on the road and away and gone to the, miss the worst of the M25. So
0: I have noticed you've been slipping a little bit with your good mornings recently.
2: Well, it? my my current job is literally four doors away. I couldn't. It, well, we we talked about this on the server about how close you can get a job, but this one's four doors away, so I can get up at a reasonable time and and still be there for a reasonable time without
0: all the travel. Brilliant, amazing, living the dream. Um, let's go straight in. Let's let's talk about you, Martin. Let's do that. Um, what is your day job? Because we know that you you do some very impressive stuff. You seem to do a lot of things, but we, we can't really nail down what it is you do exactly.
2: Well, um, I, I'm, well, oh, how can I say? I'm a general builder by trade. I've been in the building industry since the late seventies. Um, primarily in office fit out, office refurbishment, office people relocating that kind of side of it. I'm a chippy by trade. Um, and then in and out of that, with all the recessions we've had, I've been a 2 driver, I've sold life insurance, I've done various different bits and pieces. Um, but primarily, yeah, I'm a builder by trade. The last 20 years, has been more site management work, project management. Um, I'm a self-taught ARCHICAD uh, technician. Um, ARCHICAD is a 3D uh, drawing package. People are more familiar with AutoCAD, but ARCHICAD is specifically for architects. So, I've become proficient in that self taught, and I'm classified as a technician, so I can do plans and drawings and surveys and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, we use that an awful lot. Um, And then, as I said, at the moment with the COVID, I've been a jobbing builder and uh, really with a lot of local people doing it. I've done garage conversions. we installed a new office at the bottom of the garden for someone. So that 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 work has really taken over. Loft conversions, spare room conversions, all that kind of stuff. As more and more people work from home, so that's been uh, that's been the, the current source of income. Um, nice. And then on the on the um, the other side of that, one of the companies I worked for, the day I started, they said, "Have you got a computer at home?" And I said, "Yes." So, oh, good, well, we need an IT person, so you can now look after all our IT. And luckily for me, the office had about 12 people. It was an Apple environment, which I knew absolutely nothing about. I was a PC man, um, knew absolutely nothing about Apple, other than they were very expensive uh, and had very little use, practical use, anyway. Um, so I became the, the IT for that firm for the next 20 years. And I said, so luckily for me, uh, Apple doesn't need a huge amount of support really. Um, So we managed to to do that. And then over the last few years, especially Apple have got very good with their support, both in store, online, um, their Apple support app is really useful. So yeah, I managed to to do that. And that got me into Apple. And I've been an Apple man now since what the mid 90s, really. Hmm. Um, And that's why. And yeah, for me, again, I'm not I'm not highly technical. I want the thing to work without an awful lot of work. On my behalf, like I always felt, I was an unpaid Microsoft um, technician uh, trying to keep PCs working. Um, but Apple is for me is just brilliant. I get in every morning, turn it on, it works. That's it.
0: Yeah, there's so many people that have gone from Windows to Mac, and I, I was similar to you really. I, I just kind of stumbled across Macs in at school actually, um, as part of my media studies A level. Um, without that, I don't know if I would have come into contact with them really, but. Uh, a bit like you, I just immediately kind of fell in love with them, really. And um, having spent years literally pulling my hair out, building PCs and them never working, mainly because I didn't know what I was doing, um, just to have something that worked was, was just very exciting, really.
2: Mm. I think as you've expounded about um, having trouble finding a, a comparable Ulysses uh, app on, the, um, on PC world, um, because the company were heavily invested in ArchiCAD, uh, which at that time was only a Mac-only operate uh, system, so that's why they were all Mac. Um, and then you you learn to 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 live in a PC world with 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 Mac uh, with a Mac environment. So hmm. yeah, that's how that's how I got into it, and I'm glad I did. I I wouldn't look back now, and I wouldn't I wouldn't do like you've done, Mark. Go and buy a new Surface Pro. I can't I can't <laughs> imagine having to get back into uh, PC. My wife has got one for her work, and she said, when she's got a problem, I'm just, no, haven't got a clue. I'm just completely lethargic on how I can sort out any kind of problem.
0: It is so weird going back to the piece, to, to Windows, though, because there's so much of it that is brand new, but a lot of it that isn't. I think that the deeper you go, the more you find things that you can remember from 1995. It's, um, it's really strange. but um, And you've got an Apple Museum. this in the show (laughs) uh, which we we have to talk (laughs) Uh, about well
2: um i have the components for a museum and unfortunately i need a bigger house i haven't (laughs) got i haven't got the room um but yeah it's it's kind of because of the company i work for they were they were fairly uh they were they wanted to keep up to date so they were changing equipment fairly regular so rather than all go down the tip all the time or get rid of it i kind of sort of hived off the odd bit and piece um so um the current state of play is i've got three original mac uh, uh, macintoshes um i've got um a beige g3 i've got the blue and white g4 i've got the si- first silver tower g5 nice. um i've got an angle poise imac i've got the blue imac um i've got a g4 cube um and then i've got laptops god you name it i've got a 5300 i've got the prismo i've got the first aluminium 17 inch i've got a titanium 17 inch i've got a 2020 17 inch um what else have we got yeah so yeah they're all sitting in shelves in my container somewhere um but yeah if i ever get the chance to have a a room or a man cave as rob's looking to do then yes i'll, I'll have my museum out so
1: i'm so jealous of all that that is a phenomenal collection it really is well it isn't
2: just it? built up with, without me even thinking about it you know as i'd see someone a friend was um clearing out his loft and he found three original mac 128s, ones of 128 and ones of color and he was throwing them out and i said god they don't do that really, actually one of them's even in the bag the, the, the black bag it originally came with with all the paraphernalia and things so i said no if you're throwing it out throw it my way i'll I'll take that off you so (laughs) i want to try and get that working and my other ambition is to try i've got the g4 cube which i I love the shape of and i'm trying to work out how i can get an m1 innards from my mac mini into it so that i'd have an m1 cube i think that'd be really cool that'd be amazing
1: That would be epic it shouldn't be too difficult either should it because yeah i've seen i've seen it you've seen someone do it i've seen it on
2: youtube yeah it can be done
1: Yes, yeah, so the the actual motherboard and the Mac Mini is comedically small, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you, you you have to make some small alterations to the base plate of the cube so you can get your peripherals in. But mm. other than that, yeah, there's there's so much room inside a cube compared to um, the Mac uh, Mac Mini um, enclosure. That it should be relatively straightforward. So yeah, maybe when I've got a few moments to spare, that'll become a project.
1: <laughs> oh, that should be next on next on the list. When you fixed your Land Rover gearbox, your Lego <laughs> Land Rover gearbox.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you heard you heard about that, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but isn't it ridiculous? I'm a builder by trade, and what do I do with my spare time? I build Lego. It's you, you know, it's some, someone someone just slapped me with a wet kipper. It's just not. It's just not. Shouldn't be done, should it? Um, but yeah, I've I've got the Land Rover Defender and i was almost complete on the build and i put the big wheels on it and it would move it's jam solid it won't it won't move the wheels turn independently and they they cross turn but no it won't move forward or backwards so somewhere in my build of the gearbox or the transmission the transmission box i've put the wrong part somewhere so i've got to dismantle the whole thing and it's it's so intrinsic to the whole model i literally want to go back to start to try and find out where the problem is but and as you pointed out, Rob, it's a uh, Land Rover authenticity. I believe um, <laughs> Range Rovers and Defenders have a habit of doing up their gearboxes. So.
0: <laughs> Martin, if we just step back quickly, there's a couple of other things that you do, aren't there? There's the photo show. <laughs> um, it's definitely worth mentioning that. Um, yes, I,
2: I. there's another, um, it's not a Discord it's a. it's a Slack room, uh, it's a BTN, uh, British Tech Network, and I belong to that. Um, it's run by a guy called Ewan Rankin. Um, and we've been he's been really struggling to maintain all of it it's a big it's quite a big site so we, we volunteer to jump in and do the photo show for him so we're about every two or three weeks we produce a show. I have three real photographic experts on there who tell us all about photographs we have guests uh, we look into topics um, I'm, I'm the, the dumb one in the corner that asks the stupid questions like do you take the l- lens cap off and stuff like that uh, and Damien and Ian and Neil um they're all award-winning experts and and they really have a put, put together a great show if uh, anyone's had a chance to listen to it, it's my ramblings and their and their expert analysis and so we look at new gear and we have a look at the news and then as i said we have a guest or a topic that we talk about and i um that's helped me improve my my uh, final cut pro skills I, I i edit that and do that work um which is fun that's the, that is the fun part of it doing the doing the mm-hmm. editing i, I I've got quite into that so yeah that's a an, an, another one of my 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 evening pastimes
0: busy man busy man you, you're a quiz master as well just, <laughs> just to throw that in. Uh, as well. yes
2: yeah we um i used to do physical pub quizzes we used to go to pubs and do you know quiz nights but of course the pandemic put put paid to that um so we started off on a uh, virtual pub quiz um and over the last couple of years we've had several hundred people take part we've had a um, few dozen teams take part we used to run it three nights a week but that's now down to just a a, a weekly quiz and a monthly quiz um, but yeah so i put that together um uh, for a few hours and uh, we we do that rob joined us on our christmas uh, quiz the other week it's quite fun mm. um so yeah so that's uh, again it's strange isn't it um it, it, that's the kind of that's what i find relaxing mm. uh, enjoying that and it's for me, it's a challenge. I've done about, uh, I've done about six thousand altogether now over the last fifteen years, um, and trying to think of new questions, and trying to challenge the people who come along. That's the fun of it for me. Can I make it interesting? You yeah. and you've got, you've got such a wide variance of people. We have youngsters right up to um, more mature people like myself, and maybe slightly more mature. So trying to get that 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 package of of questions and, and uh, subjects and all time is, is, is for me the challenge and it's, it's great fun. I really enjoy it. Um, anyone out there who would like to join in, please let us know you're very welcome.
0: Definitely. Well, we'll put some links in the show notes definitely to, to all that. Stuff, Thank you. So people can check it out. Um, going back to Apple though, what's what's your current setup?
2: Um, well, at the moment, uh, I'm on a Mac one a Mac mini m one chip. Uh, I bought this uh, off the refurb, refurb store because hmm. I wanted to basically see how good the M was for, for Final Cut Pro. That's what I, that's what its its main function is. So I've got that. I've got a 2018 MacBook Pro, which is my sort of move around uh, uh, jobby, and I've got one of the original uh, iPad Pros, um, yep. and then I'm on a Apple 12 Plus Max Turbo phone. Yeah. So um so that's the current setup we've um but i'm waiting i I wanted to see what's going to happen with primarily i'm waiting to see what happens with the imac 27 inch plus or whatever comes out um because my my uh can say my my job requirements have changed i don't need a macbook pro anymore i don't think right i'm more static now than i used to be so do i get the 27 inch imac the big one and use that as my main production one and then i'd sell off my macbook pro i'd get sell off this mac one mini get rid of the ipad which is actually the ipad pro is about dead it's about to die anyway um and i'd replace that with an m1 pro Mac. so that would be my new setup would be Mm. the imac 27 inch for bolt work and primarily final cut pro and then the ipad pro as my walk around device and you know that kind of stuff and that would limit i can't i can't afford afford to have six or seven machines like yourself mark I mean, having uh, the whole the whole the whole apple range scattered around your studio is a, <laughs> big, Neither can I. Is a big jealous plus for me i think you get <laughs> quite green about that
0: i just don't know what's going to happen with this 27 inch imac there's still there's no firm rumors about it it's just there are a couple of things recently on i think nine to five mac um kind of resurfaced it but it's it's anyone's guess really isn't it when it's gonna when it's gonna arrive
2: well Will they make it just a bigger size iMac? Will it become a 27-inch? Or will it become maybe the halfway horse between that and the old iMac Pro? where they'll put the M1 Pro chip in it or the Max chip in it and really beef it up so it becomes a real you know power station, workstation on the desktop. Um, or of course, they could do a three, couldn't they? They could just mm. make a 27-inch iMac with an M1 chip and then make the pro version with the with the higher specs yeah would that, would that then do in the mac pro what's going to happen with the mac pro that's even more of a question
0: well we took and i talked about this on a, a last show that, or the show before that i can't remember and um I, i've said having experienced the m1 max you know a maxed out m1 max on this laptop on the 16 inch um i just don't know how much further you go from that i know that there are people out there who need more power but it's a very small minority of mac users and if they can do this with a laptop-based chip, or that's in the laptop at the moment, what on earth are they going to do with a Mac, a Mac Pro? You know, you're talking... There's been rumours of like 128 graphics cores and all this crazy stuff. Um, I just don't know who that's for. I think, I think the, the exciting thing about the 27-inch iMac, if it's 27-inch, it could be bigger, um, is that it's going to be slightly i suppose it will be more what we're used to now with these macbook pros it's gonna be that kind of powerful machine not completely balls out crazy um but i think it will be a bit more pro focused i think the latest rumors about it are that it will have a black bezel around the screen which is obviously what pros want um it's gonna be expensive whatever happens i suppose but yeah, I don't know where that leaves the Mac Pro. It, 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 I think it just leaves that particular machine when it when we get the Apple Silicon version of it for a very, very defined, very specific, and very small audience, I think, personally. I'm not that audience at all. Oh, well, we Rob? lost
1: Martin. Oh, you're still there. Yeah.
2: Sorry. No, I very thought, very I thought, I've, been, I've been gassing away. I thought you might want to get a word in Edgeways, <laughs> Rob.
1: Well, I was curious. Well, I mean, if, you, if when you get one of the new iMacs, that would be quite a step up, because uh, if I recall correctly, you have in daily use a uh, Apple Cinema display, don't you?
2: Um, I did. Oh. I did. Unfortunately, I was moving it around to the. And I snapped the uh, bracket at the top of the leg where it goes into the machine.
1: Oh, uh, and I disaster. broke it. Yeah, that's a tragedy. I'm oh, really sorry to hear that.
2: Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, as I said, it was quite strange to have a, a Mac 1 Mini m1 version with a cinema display it was it was quite uh yeah i should have took a picture of it and i never got a chance to
0: what do you think about the idea of apple releasing a, a cheaper in inverted commas um version of the X pro xdr display
2: i'd like to see them do it but i don't think they will there's i don't think there's the kind of markups that that apple want to make on a smaller screen hmm. Because uh, they would invariably buy it in from someone, wouldn't they? Is it LG they use as their screen partner? I think so. So unless they can get um, a good price from LG, which I'm sure they could, um, I don't know whether there would be enough space for their markup to actually put it on the market as something they do. They they don't like to lose their margins, do they? They, they, they hang on to those with uh, with grim determination.
0: They do. I mean, that's why they've not been in the, the screen game for so long. There's just nothing in it. And the, that thing with, you know, the, all that stuff about Apple TV years ago where they were talking about having an Apple, a proper Apple TV, they're never going to do it because there's just no margin in, in those in those displays, is there? Um, I, I really hope they do it. I'd love to see one. What about you, Rob? I'd,
1: I'd love to see them do it. I don't know that I'd buy one, though, because I'm fully converted to the ultra-wide life now. So, yeah, I think that... that well, the other thing about the Apple displays is they like to uh, make them difficult to use with other stuff. So on my, my setup, I've got my work-provided PC laptop and then my personal M1 Mac mini connected to a KVM switch. So at the press of a button, I can easily flip between you know my work machine and my personal Mac. And you can't really do that, or at least you haven't been able to do that with Apple monitors traditionally because they've had either a proprietary connection or it's been Thunderbolt or whatever. And daisy-chaining them gets tricky because I wouldn't... Now, well, for years and years and years, I've had a a dual monitor set up. Um, And Macs are really bad at supporting MST. Mm -hmm. So you can't daisy chain. You have to connect each monitor to the machine individually. Um, and so, yeah, flipping between different machines was a bit of a pain. Um, so if they make one and it's standards compliant,
0: I might have a look. But I'm pretty sure it's not going to be for me even when they do one. No. Let's see what happens. Uh, have you got any other wishes for next year, Martin, in terms of Apple or tech in general? Anything else you're waiting for? Um
2: no, I, I'd like to. Yeah, it's primary, Everything's depends on 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 the iMac situation because that will set up my new my whole new studio, um, because I'd like a second monitor. Now it depends on how I can tie that, as as Rob said, into the uh, iMac. Let's so say let's say it is an iMac 27 inch. Will that be able to, to to easily put on another monitor, or could I even if I get my 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 iMac Pro? can use sidecar can i use that as my separate thing because as you know um, uh, mark with with final cut pro it's handy to have a second monitor where you can put some of your the uh, the um the little windows and the and the side windows you can have them on there so you've got your your big picture right in front of you that you're working on that that's really useful so that's where the second monitor could come in handy so it depends on whether how well sidecar will work with the the ipad pro hmm. or as you say mark rob um can we can we tie in another monitor relatively well um the one thing you said you said about
1: sorry they uh, they 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 support multiple monitors no problem yeah but it's it's only an issue if you want to have one one switch one button to press to switch between different machines which is quite a niche use case to be fair but now historically mac os has they've just not been interested in supporting daisy-chained monitors you have to connect Mm. each one individually to to the machine yeah
2: but then therein lies the problem, Mark. If they if they bring out a a, re, uh, a cheaper big screen, um, and they and they make an uh, an M1 uh, Mac Mini Pro or Max version, then is that the way to go? Would that give you a, a small little um, um, uh, um, piece of kit on the desk, and then a great big monitor? Hmm. Um, so that would be. So yeah, I suppose you have to look at your overall budget. It's easy to spend. You know, you're talking about. You know, if you're talking about a specced up MacBook Pro and and a a monitor like that, you're not a lot of change left out of ten grand, is there? you want the stand and everything else, yeah. Um, So if you could buy um, if you could buy a Mac Mini with an M1 Pro chip in it um, for what would that be? Maybe a couple of grand. Um, Then all of a sudden, even even the big XR monitor at five grand becomes a for a working for a working situation that almost becomes feasible. So. Yeah, yeah, lots, lots of decisions. I think we we had enough decisions to make this year, um, and thanks thanks for all your input and your videos to help you do that. But next year could, for me personally, could be even worse. God knows what I'm going to choose.
0: It's starting to get a bit complicated now. There's certain comments I see on my videos, if I if I if I do something about the you know, the M1 Max and M1 Pro MacBook Pros, um, people are a little bit. They're starting to, to kind of question whether or not they need one of those, or should they just get a. 13 inch uh, MacBook Pro, or even the MacBook Air, you know, spec up. Um, and for a lot of people, that MacBook Air is perfect, it, it will do the job. Um, these MacBook Pros are ridiculously powerful. Um, I can't max out mine at all.
2: Um, Have you, do you use iMovie at all?
0: No, never. No, I, I only use Final Cut Pro. Um, okay, I,
2: and, I've used it a couple of times for something quick and dirty where I've, I've filmed something, I want to get it out in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that, for most people, would easily work well on a MacBook, the basic MacBook Pro, or even, a, say, an Air, which would give uh, most people... And, and again, if you uh, you use... What do you use for your photo work, Mark? Is it Pixelator or uh, Photoshop? Lightroom.
0: No, I use Lightroom.
2: Lightroom, okay. If you look at photos, that's now got a fairly good editing suite in it. Mm, yeah. So for the, for the 80 percenters like me most of my that work with the exception of final cut pro and ArchiCAD, i could easily do on a on a i say maybe an air or worst case a base level 14 inch macbook pro yeah would would do me for years
0: oh definitely you know? i think any of those pro apps the, the kind of apple developed developed pro apps are they're just so efficient on on any m based um, machine you know when i when i went to canada i only had my uh, in terms of a mac i only had the MacBook Air with me, which is the the base level, you know, the the seven core GPU, eight core eight uh, gigabyte gigabytes of unified memory version, and I edited an entire video on that. It struggled a little bit here and there, but I still did it, and I did it in, in enough time. Um, it wasn't particularly frustrating, um, it, and that was Final Cut Pro. You know, no problem at all. You, you imagine adding sixteen gig of RAM in there, eight core GPU, it's even better. So uh, yeah, I totally agree.
2: I think the only thing we were saying, you said earlier on, what, what what would a Mac Pro be used for? But I think you've really got to get up into the higher echelons of maybe 8K video and stuff like that. Um, some of the render packages we use on in Archicad uh, that can. Uh, uh, going back a, well, a few years, it was taking six to eight hours to do a render, a 3D render from from the package. Um, that's now down to about an hour for a really complex render. You imagine if you had a, a Mac Pro that'd be fifteen minutes. Now yeah. when you're in an architectural studio fifteen minutes is very expensive. Um so I can see really top end people wanting a Mac Pro. That would be uh, their 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 reason for it. As well as sort of a lot of lot of design practice. It, it just looks good. People walk into yeah. the offices and they got these lovely Macs, they just look great. Hmm.
1: No pun intended <laughs> <laughs> So you're you're using Pixelmator now, are you? Because you were you were you were a staunch you were holding on to Aperture, weren't you, or trying to? I, oh, I,
2: oh, well, Aputure. I still have it. I have Aperture still works on my MacBook Pro, uh, and I still got my huge library on there. Um, and I've been looking for a replacement. One I looked at Pixelmator, and the other was um, a Photo for Mac, which is a, a, an AC, a, ACU um, uh, app but none of them actually that's more just a photo management uh, package none of them do what aperture does uh, i i really dismayed that apple, uh, that yeah. apple didn't stick with aperture i thought it was a brilliant program um, it certainly had i've got a i think last count it was 180,000 photographs in my aperture library uh, trying to transfer that over to photos <laughs> would be a, would be interesting and trying to transfer it to anything but yeah no I I and I, and now that Aperture is not it won't even work now under um, Monterey even with the, the retrospective uh, software I'm I'm really stuffed so sad uh, times but yeah no I, I do a little bit of photo manipulation most of it can be done in photos most of it can be done in Pixelmator I'm not I'm not a great Adobe lover I think they yeah they're not one of my favourite companies.
0: Yeah, I'd, I recommend Lightroom. the the, um, the new version of Lightroom, not not the classic version, is really good. But I, I was a, an Aperture user many years ago, and I really miss it. They keep putting little bits of it into photos, don't they? And like like you say, Martin, there's stuff in there. If you dig deep enough, and if you shoot in RAW, um, you can do you can do most things that you need to do as a photographer, really. Uh, but it's yeah. still not Aperture, is it? That's that's the problem.
2: No, it isn't. So, um, and it is as uh, so again, it's. Changing lifestyles. When I used to work for the, the companies, one of my other jobs was to photograph the job before we started. Uh, we often used to have to take stage photographs as we progressed through the, the contract, and then there would be photographs at the at the end. So you can imagine the manipulating all of that in, into folders so that you have a, a job folder, you have a hmm. date folder, you have a maybe a specific um, supplier who's coming in to do specific. So I was taking lots and lots of photographs at work. So that doesn't happen now as much. So maybe we can look at, uh, you know, uh, finding another another way. I reckon
0: so, yeah. I mean, f- kind of folder management and, and file management with photos has always been my kind of bugbear, really. That's quite yeah. what I quite like about Lightroom. Because, again, it, it does cost. But if you pay for the, um, you know, the, the, the kind of storage plan with, with, with Adobe, you get the storage on the cloud mm. and it just uploads everything there. Um, there are questions around backup with that. But... Um, you know what my backup regime's like. It's terrible anyway. Um, should we move on to some recent tech news? Cause, uh, there's a few things in here that, that uh, Rob's noted down, which look pretty interesting. Um, air tags used in car theft. Which What was this one, Rob? Have
1: you not seen this? I've completely missed this.
0: Totally missed it. About um,
1: ne'er-do-wells attaching um, air tags to vehicles. So you're out and about in your car. You're parked up in your car in your swanky mercedes or whatever um criminal thinks ah oh, i love that Wax an air tag on it and then obviously you drive it home and they know where it is so they'll just come pick it up later this has been happening a lot apparently
2: yeah mostly in the states though isn't it rob i i, 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 I yeah it
1: hasn't happened here yet i haven't seen aware too aware much
2: it here but um yeah, the states have a particular problem with with car theft, and um, I suppose it's the age-old problem that the thieves are always one step ahead, aren't they? They find new ways of overcoming the, the mm. problems um, uh, until the manufacturers or people don't, um, find a way around it. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, I read that about uh, yeah, you're you being tagged um, by AirTag, and uh, um, it's uh, must be pretty disconcerting that you you know come out in the morning, and the car's gone i've had that a couple of times so yeah not pleasant Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, someone i i myself recently had you know the they've got the security feature where if you have a a foreign air tag about your person your iphone will tell you about it Mm. i've had that i've had um the unknown accessory warning pop-ups i've I've seen the dialogue box (laughs) I don't think I did, or maybe I—I I was just in the vicinity of someone else's, but uh, for you know, for an extended period of time. Hmm. But I don't, yeah. So where where were you when that happened? Were you were you out and about somewhere, or no? This is when I got home. Oh, so I had been out and about. Yeah. Got home, on, you know. I, the thing pops up saying you've had an air tag following you, well, well, or not, that's not what it says, but that's that's essentially <laughs> what it means. <laughs> I wish it said um, that and. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have an air tag on my person, um, so yeah, that was, was a It may have been a glitch, or I don't, I don't know. But that was, uh, it's, it's, it's scary when that pops up.
2: Mm. I had it in a had it in a pub. I was sitting in the pub, and it came up on the phone. So I presume someone else around me nearby, nearby, had a tag on their keys or on their bag or whatever. Uh, and we'd been we'd been in the pub for long enough that uh, it, it it set the warning off. But so it's not it's not entirely clear what it means because the other warning i get a lot of times is if i've left the keys in in my set of keys in the van and i've gone off the site if i've traveled more than what 400 yards away it starts flashing up saying this is no longer in contact with your air tag or you've left your air tag behind so yeah yeah i think the warning's a little bit unclear but yeah that that that, that's a you you need to
1: be aware of that and, and watch for that so, hold up, back up. So you've got an air tag and you actually use it.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've, yeah. Um, it's on my bunch, huge bunch of keys, um, and I'm forever because they're so large. I'm forever putting them down and then going off to do various different parts, and then, oh, plus where's my keys? So get the phone out. Show them, it'll it'll bring me back to where the keys are if I've left them out of sight. Or the other thing is if I'm on a site where we've got multiple floors. I might have left them in the office on the second floor and I might be down on the ground floor or whatever. Where's the keys? Um, and the only thing there is it'll take you back to the spot directly below where the keys are. It yeah. won't tell you they're above you or below you, so so you get into an empty room and there's obviously no keys there, you think, Oh right, go up the floor. So Yes, I do I do have it on my key ring. And I also have one on my uh, my rucksack. So
0: I just don't use mine at all. Well I use them but I don't actively use them. Um I don't tend to lose keys. I suppose that's one I've got. I seem to have got through life without losing too many keys. But yeah, for me, they're just kind of there. I have. I've genuinely forgotten where two of them are. I know I could find out pretty quickly, but um, I can't remember what I did with them. I think one of them is on one of my bikes or something. But um, yeah, because you haven't got any at all, Rob, have you? Or have you?
1: No. Well, because I, I, I've. I already had a bunch of tiles. Of course, your tile man. That requirement is all all wrapped up. I mean, as as when well, um, when tile first came out, they had captive non-user replaceable batteries. But then, in recent years, they allowed you. They they just sort of redesigned them so that you could put normal, um, well, CR yeah, what cr twenty thirty two or Yeah, sort of button batteries. So yeah, so that well. I'm going to stop using them because they sold out, didn't they? They sold out to a really unpleasant company. Well, that's just, I've just consulted with my lawyers. I'm not allowed to say that, am I? <laughs> so they, they got bought out by Life360 who have... Um, people are unhappy with their privacy policy, basically. They they you know will actively sell your data and not feel bad about it at all. So, yeah, I'm going to... I'm just going to not have any tracking devices ongoing. I don't think.
0: So moving on, we've got Amazon UK not accepting Visa credit card payments in the UK from January next year due to high fees. Yeah, and I wonder that why
1: that's still on the list. That's really old news. That's, that's very old that's... news, isn't it? Yeah, but um, I did. They they kept telling me to update my card details, and so I did. Um, dangling the carrot of like twenty quid credit, so I did it, and they said, "Oh, this." this card is not eligible for the 20 quid credit and then that offer was no longer available so it was only it only applies when you remove your visa and add a mastercard and you get one shot and for whatever reason they didn't like my the card that i used um and so they diddled me out of 20 quid nightmare
0: damn amazon (laughs) I mean, that's gonna... I've
2: got a MasterCard, so I don't even have to get into this yet, but <laughs> surely this is just an Amazon firing shot saying they want Visa to drop their fees, isn't it? Or is it the other way around?
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is, is that yeah. uh, they're, they're unhappy with Visa's transaction
0: fees, and they're threatening
1: to do it in the US as well. I don't think they've done it yet. but.
0: So uh, possible Pixel Watch next year as well.
1: Yeah, anyone seen that?
0: I'm excited by that. Um, I've I've briefly seen a couple of pieces on it, which um, I, I I love the idea. I, I want to see something compete against the Apple Watch.
1: I think it might be it. I think well, because the, the Pixel phones themselves are excellent. actually, on the on the subject of the Pixel, did you see MKBHD's blind camera shootout?
0: I've not watched it yet, but um, oh, okay. can we can we give I'll away spoil spoilers or? I don't think we no, can. No, can no, we yeah. No, I'll. I'll, I'll
1: We'll revisit that at a later okay. date when you've seen it. But yeah, no, there is it's an interesting one. Something well, in- interesting every every year. Yeah, but um, yeah. So anyway, Pixel Watch. I think uh, since they teamed up, so Google they bought Fitbit. They teamed up with Samsung on the wearables OS because Wear Wear OS was a mess. So I think if they if they bring out a watch that is you know combines as much of the right stuff as the phones do then it's going to be a real viable contender to compete with apple watch i think so i'm really excited to see how that pans out because historically the android wearables have always been a bit disappointing
0: yeah they've not been great have they um i've still got problems with my apple watch as well i'm afraid to to report
1: oh well you updated the you updated it and you've still got comedy battery life
0: yeah so the last i reckon couple of weeks it's been basically I've, I've been charging it as always overnight and then getting to about midday and getting the low battery warning and then obviously on, on watch os you can look at the the battery performance and it's just it kind of just falls off this cliff at about 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock um normally after i've done a workout i think um it's normally just a 30 minute workout it's nothing, nothing particularly long um and so i updated it well sorry first of all i completely wiped it started fresh didn't install any apps at all updated it last night to the latest os um i mean today actually it's not looking too bad it's at 78 percent. where are we Eleven twenty-eight. that still feels like a little bit low for me <coughs> um again a, a kind of short workout this morning but nothing major so yeah battery's at 90% health now I'm still not sure what that means or if that's good or bad for a for a year old watch I don't know
1: I think mine's about 93% and it's a year old so I think that's fair part of the course
2: well I've got a I've got a series three uh and that's currently on 81% battery life and I thought that's the reason why the battery isn't lasting as long maybe as it used to um now I don't know whether that's to do with the physical battery or as you say the the latest but again i'm 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 still hanging on to this it was a it was a birthday present from the wife so I've got to hang on to it in that sense um but i I'd be interested with the pixel watch to see whether or not they're gonna have um a glucose uh sensor on it that's the one thing i'm 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 diabetic so something like that would would be a huge that would be a big incentive to to upgrade the watch um even if I could even might be able to persuade Jackie that she needs to buy me a new watch for Christmas, and that would be the one to get. So, um, yeah, that, <laughs> that that's that, that would. I'd be interested to see with the Pixel Watch, and and again, the problem is though, if you go Pixel Watch, how is that going to interact with your phone and your other kit? You know, this watch um, uh, releases the uh, um, unlocks my 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 kit um, when I'm out and about. Now with the watch, it, it covers the problem with the, having a mask on. So, will the Fitbit you know, fix in with that? Or is it going to be propriety to um, all the other uh, Pixel phones and stuff like that?
0: I guess it will be tied in, I would have thought. Um, mm-hmm. Almost almost definitely. Who knows? They may not. They may They may beat Apple to the glucose thing, and they may also beat Apple to making it cross-platform. I mean, that would, that would be a hell of a coup for them, but it depends what their appetite... I mean, they haven't got a huge amount to lose, really, have they, with this? Because there's no not really a, a kind of precedence that, that's been set. For, like, like Rob says, most Android watches haven't been that great. Um, admittedly, I've never used one, but I have read plenty of reviews and kind of kept an eye on them, and they're not particularly well-received, are they? So, yeah, why not just go for it and, and really kind of kick Apple Square between the the watch names? I, I just think the, the Apple Watch needs some proper competition, personally. Um, I, I'd, I'd snap up that Pixel Watch, I think, just to at least just to try it and, and compare it against it because um, I, I have become less attached to my apple watch over the last 12 months since i did my little test of of not wearing it for a month it's um i, st- I still value what it does it's great I mean, like, like you say martin unlocking max is great um it is, it's it's pretty useful for working out and all that sort of stuff but i don't really miss it when it's not on my arm anymore
2: yeah no it's strange i i do i've uh, been able to you know the phone's in my back pocket or something or in a jacket phone call comes in you can look and see whether you're going to take the call or not you can you can do a dick Tracy answer in a phone speak to the into your (laughs) wrist which is always funny walking down the road Um, and uh, the messages um, uh, calendar uh, announcements uh, the little double tap to turn left if you've got it on uh, on on map so yeah I, I do
0: find it useful next on the list Rob is this um this dual up monitor from LG which looks really interesting What is it? Have you you had a look at it? I've just Googled it, yeah. Have you seen it, Martin? If you you Google LG Dual Up. I haven't.
2: um, I'll have a look at that now while you
0: two are talking. It's basically a vertical screen with an unusual aspect ratio, according to Engadget. So how did you come across this, Rob? Oh, just on the... the, Because I've got...
1: I I use Reader, RSS, aggregator thingy. So, yeah, I've just got RSS feeds from all over the interwebs. That's how I find all this stuff is, yeah, at any given moment I can pop into reader and something new and exciting will be there. Um, and, yeah, so this is just in the last day or so. I think this came, this was announced. I don't think you can buy it yet. But, uh, yeah, what a crazy aspect ratio. Yeah. 16 by 18. So it's effectively two 21.5-inch monitors stacked on top of each other with a 2560 by 2880 resolution. So it's like, instead of an ultra-wide, it's (laughs) ultra-high. Ultra-high. But, I mean, so they've got various use cases um, in their their fancy product photography where, you know, you could have your video on the top half of the display Mm -hmm. and then your timeline at the bottom if you're a video editor or if you were, you know, a day trader, you can have all your tickers going across. Um, Just as, as a productivity display having you know two 21 inch reasonably high resolution displays stacked on top of each other actually makes quite a lot of sense
0: yeah i think think, like martin was saying earlier about final cut pro and having two monitors i've i've never i've I've tried that i've never quite warmed to it for some reason um which is why these days i just use the the macbook the 16 inch and just use that screen um but i do find it's not really the width that is the issue i've never thought about this until now it's not really the width it's more the height because you to you know, to get a nice big preview of the video that you're editing, you have to kind of scrunch down the the timeline, so you you lose a bit of that, which can be a bit of a, a pain to faff around with. But um, I can on on the EndGadget website, we'll put a link to this on the in the show notes. Um, they've got a what you just described actually, Rob. So they've got like the the video preview at the top, which takes up half of the screen, and then below that, loads of room for the timeline and yeah, your colour grading, all that sort of stuff. It's um yeah i like the look of that the problem with this and i think that going back to apple monitors is that i still maintain i know you can get monitors that are as sharp and and what have you as apple stuff but um it's it's hard to find them and they're quite expensive i just wonder how retina like this one would be um i don't know if we've got any details on that the the only thing i see about
2: that is um one of one of my other hats um, the 400 that I've got. Um, would we have to do workplace assessments for for staff when we're, we're setting their desk up? And both of you experienced the difference between having a standing desk, and a and even even if you're a, with a st- an adjustable height desk, everyone is a different height. So we have to work out and do all this. The one thing that that monitor looks to me that may have a problem with would be an RSI problem, in that you I think you would be moving your head up and down more often hmm. with. With a standard monitor, you can mostly glance around the screen just moving your eyes. But that tall aspect monitor, I think you'd end up moving your head up and down far more, which is one of the no-nos that we like to try and avoid when we're doing a workplace assessment. Um, head swinging left to right is a kind of natural movement, and it doesn't, it doesn't induce much, uh, much neck problems. But um, we often find that when people are looking at a monitor, the monitor is set too low, so they're sitting with their head forward and this is when you get the pain in the back of your neck. It's very important. If anyone's listening, your eye line should be level with the top of the screen. That's how you set the screen up. And then it's easier for your eyes just to cast down rather than move your head. Um, and that's the one thing with that monitor, the aspect there. We've we've very rarely seen a monitor that, that kind of aspect. I know you get some monitors you can spin round into portrait mode and again if anyone who's using one of them for a regular time will find that they'll start finding having having neck problems because their their head is moving up and down the screen rather than than their eye line um so but yeah as you say though mark with with the with the uh, Final Cut Pro having a deeper um a deeper timeline because especially if you start adding in multiple layers and multiple things you want to you know you end up turning, you end up scrolling up mm. and down the timeline don't you to see it all that that or you you reduce your monitor size, the picture size to something so small, you need to get your uh, double glasses on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that there is maybe some interest in that, but that would be my worry about that kind of display. But then again, LG are a
0: professional company. I'm sure they've looked into this. You of course know, they you have. I'm sure they, have. they would. But e- equally, if, if they're just experimenting, I, I love that. I love it when they, they mm-hmm. you know these wacky products come along. It's not it's about that, that wacky. They
1: actually, me. call out exactly that uh, that issue. Um, with respect to ultra wide monitors and the amount of movement that is required to look from one end of the screen to the other, uh, they've done some studies, and this is supposedly meant to help you keep your head more stationary. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, they've done some they've done some studies, and uh, it allows you to see more of what you want to see with less movement. That's that's the, kind of the thing. That's yeah, you know, they've, yeah. they've specifically called that out, so it's very interesting. So I'll keep keep an eye on that one.
0: Mm, absolutely.
2: We, we used to do some, we did some fit outs for some trader operations. And there you had people in their office. you had maybe four or five monitors that have the remember the big old CR 17 inch monitors that we used to have, so they have two or three of those on a low level and then above them would be a shelf with two or three monitors. And a lot of them experienced that problem having to look up and down move the head in that in that in that fashion uh, was was not conclusive. Whereas jumping side to side is it you're right robic yeah you want to try and reduce that but again it, it's not as bad as the opposite movement
1: on, on the subject of ergonomics are you, if you uh, are you tempted to try uh, using an exercise ball as an, an office chair
2: um well <laughs> we've tried everything we've had balls we've had cubes we've had squares we've had those funny sit on stools that you you've sort of tuck your feet behind you and all the different ergonomic ones um I still find the my best one is this this Aeron chair that I've got um I've had this for 20 odd years I've had it refurbished twice it's brilliant.
1: Uh, um, hold, hold up you you've got Herman Miller.
2: Yes. Wow. Oh,
1: we didn't know that. No, that's a no, surprise. It's
2: yeah, it's uh, it's the it's it, it, it's it's I got it. luckily I bought I bought it second hand uh, there was a company throwing not thrown but they were getting rid of a load of them. I bought one off of that. It was knackered. Um, I happen to know the people at Herman Miller, so they very kindly refurbished it for me in a reasonable fee. Uh, And I said, I've had it 20 years. It's the best chair I've ever sat in. Um, But equally so, I agree with what both of you have done. Having a standing desk is so useful. Um, And we've actually, my boss has got one. He's got, it looks like a saddle. It's just just like a big bicycle saddle. On a on a centre pillar with a three a, three, a tripod uh, wheel arrangement, and he props on that, not sits on it. He kind of props on that as he's work- and his desk is set up for for standing height, which is great. I think I think everyone should have one. Then, I and mean, you should spend some of your time standing rather than sitting all the time. But yeah, yeah it makes yeah, a but difference. No, I tried the bouncing ball things, and after falling off twice after a heavy lunch, uh, wasn't a good idea.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sad to report, Rob, I've not got one yet either. Ah. I don't know. Yeah, no,
1: I'm still loving it. I'm still. I, I I think I'm I'm converted. But yeah, it sounds like I'm I'm in the minority. I know Andy has got one. He hasn't sort of tested it in anger yet. And Doc Imedi's got one as well. So I'll be interested to hear how they get on when they when
0: they are in a position to test it properly. You need to write a Medium article about it, Rob. Start on a Medium account, and um the title needs to be something like. You will not believe what this ball has done to my bum, or something, and that, that will get like a million views.
1: Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I, I keep I keep threatening to start writing on Medium, don't I? I think you think twenty twenty two should be the year I actually
0: stop talking about it and just do it. I think you definitely should. Absolutely. I think I think everyone should. To be honest, I think just just go for it.
1: All right, you're on. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, my, what's my homework? How An article a week. To begin That'll with. do. Yeah,
0: just start with what start. Start simple. Start with the ball thing. Honestly, do do that, and then and go from there. I think All that's right. got viral pot- potential, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we are getting near the end of our um, our designated hour, which um, we've we've done very well to get as far as we have with this um, this outline. But I suppose we should look briefly back at 2021, shouldn't we? Because it's been a bit of a bit of a mad year in terms of. I suppose the reason the three of us are talking is a bit strange, isn't it? Because I mean, we wouldn't have this; wouldn't be happening, would it?
2: But it's strange how you get involved in stuff like this. I, I think, Mark, I met you when you came on a was it a podcast that you were on for El Mug?
0: It, yeah, it was. Yeah, in fact, we should mention that as well. The the London yeah. Mac users yeah. group. Like, the,
2: sorry, yeah, the London Macintosh users group. I'm I'm, I'm vice chair of that for my sins. Um, and Mark came along on that. We had we met and chat there, and then obviously went followed up on your website uh found it very interesting and and then obviously onto the discord server and we've got we've got friendly since that so um and i think it works because um i respect the work you do um i like the i like your 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 outline of the way you do it you're not um what's the guy oh i can't think of his name now but he spouts facts at 200 miles an hour and you can hardly ever get a word in uh, was it Rennie Ritchie? it might
0: be René Ritchie. bless him yeah
2: yes. yeah I, I i i i listen i try to listen to some of these podcasts but they are so fast and so full of technical jargon it just i just don't enjoy it so i don't listen um yours as you say you know you, you're the bloke down the pub who talks about tech and it's interesting it's informative and it's listenable um and then as you say meeting people like rob and and, and the other guys on the discord server again similar kind of Characters to myself to a certain extent, um, but with enough differences to make make the conversations interesting and and challenging. In some sometimes it's uh, yeah
0: yeah. But I think what's um, what's fascinating with it, what what really fascinates me is that it's yeah you know, the content is obviously a big part of it. It's what starts everything. But the the biggest and this isn't me just saying this. It, uh, the biggest part of, of all of this is the community. And going back to medium, you know, what we were talking about a moment ago, and and, and the YouTube channel. you build this audience and then some of them filter through into things like discord and that is i mean for me over the last how long it's been 18 months i've been running this this um this channel and this brand, the Discord server is the thing that I've been the most impressed with and the most surprised by in the way that that has built. Because hands up, and I've, I've I've always said this, I do very very little to grow that community apart from put links in my video descriptions and talk about it occasionally. You guys have made it what it is really, and um, I think I probably get involved the least. <laughs> and um, but I quite like that because it's just kind of built and, and built and built. So. It's a bit cheesy but the, the the community aspect of of creating online content is my favorite part of it I think. Um, it's just, it's great to see people kind of meet each other and you, you, you you even get it in YouTube comment sections. You know, if you strip out all the idiot trolls, you get people helping each other. So someone will comment on something, they'll ask a question and then someone else will get involved. You know, all these strangers kind of helping each other out and me not getting involved at all. All I've done is post a 12 minute video of rambling on about, um, how unimportant the notch is on the, on the new, on the new MacBook. Uh, But it's what happens after that. That's been really impressive. That's what I've really enjoyed. But I think also
2: a question of it not being too big. I think most of, I, I won't use Twitter now. It's just it's just uh, uh, you know a bathtub for insults. Um, and Facebook is 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 again just too in- inclusive or inclusive. Um, and even Instagram now it's it's not something I don't I just don't you can't follow all the feeds. There's so much going on. You don't know the people you know unless you're following a couple of one or two. Whereas with our little Discord server we we know most of the key players who come in all the time. Uh, and you get to know them. You get to understand them. You know what they what they're like, what they uh, what they don't like, where they are, that kind of stuff. It's a it's a smaller. How can I say? It? It's like a, a pub community rather than going to a five thousand person disco. Yeah. Um. You know, you, one one you can't hear yourself sp- think when you're at that place, and you certainly can't talk to anybody. Whereas with our little pub bar type thing that we've got, you can have genuine conversations with uh, other people
1: yeah it's a really interesting mix of people on there as well from all over you 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 attract a very in you
0: know a
1: similar kind of person but like yeah like you say all, all, all with their own quirks and eccentricities and interests and and geographies so i was just looking at the list here that you know sort of the the regulars are all over the place like we've got obviously there are several several guys from the usa so you know justin who crops up all the time um more recently shoeless rob if you had a chat with shoeless rob so he's yep. he's a super interesting yep. guy so he's a canadian living in america he's a developer we had all sorts of interesting chats um, with him and then you know heading a bit further north you've got nick up in canada and uh paul who doesn't He's been a bit busy lately, he doesn't seem to seem to pop on so much, but he's he's popped up on the podcast before Paul Bigby. Um we've got our moderator, lovely Andy, Andy in yeah. Austria. Um and our resident Linux and gaming enthusiast, Foranil, who's in Poland. Um you've got JKE L O L one 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 who who's Get that name right, name back who's <laughs> 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 uh in Malaysia, although he's moving I don't know if you saw recently. No, I, he's, uh, I, I forget where, but yeah, no, he's he's got some e- exciting adventures coming up. Your Angus in Hong Kong for who, who uh, has horrendous luck. He does, doesn't he? Just almost everything he's got breaks. Yeah. but he, he he takes it to the Apple Store and they they sort it out and he goes off happy again. Delivered uh, but, by
2: UPS, no doubt.
1: Yeah. And then obviously but a bit closer to home we've got doc high who's cropped up a lot yourself martin um the Gary's from glasgow you've got gary h and gary l up in glasgow and uh, just up the road from me you've got stato mike who is uh is always ready with 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 a really bizarre quip <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's a great bunch honestly it's, it's fantastic i think like you say Robert, that we're all very similar I suppose that's how this works, doesn't it? I think, yeah. going back to what oh, we
1: need to mention Kieran as well, the, oh, the headphone DAC uh, expert. He's over in Ireland.
0: Rob, you put down some stats for the podcast, which um, is definitely worth mentioning. So it's getting it's achieving 2,300 downloads a month, I think, at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so we, we had a look the other day, didn't we? And, uh, yeah, yeah. so rolling 30-day period is about 2,300 downloads, which is not bad for yeah. a podcast that's had 15 episodes. So yeah it started is, in May or something
0: didn't it? yeah, this is the fifteenth. I know Rob was very surprised when I asked him to be my co-host, but um I, I know what I did, and you, you've proved what I did, so but um yeah, yeah well,
1: I'm, I'm I'm surprised that I said, yeah, all right, because <laughs> yeah I, this is not something I would ever have seen myself doing, but yeah, i read I read yes, man, and then I'm just getting to that sort of age where you're quite aware of the uh you've got you've got a finite amount of time, so just do it, and if it turns out to be rubbish, then oh well. But yeah, so I'm
0: just, uh, I try to say yes to as much stuff as I can these days. Absolutely. Totally agree. So yeah. Big big year last year, this year, rather than and a big year planned next year. Who, who knows what's going to happen next year? Um, you, you put it here, Rob. What what does the audience want next year? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> a lot of it will depend on what Apple does, I suppose, and what happens. Um, interestingly, my my video tomorrow. Where are we? Uh, yeah, So by the t- depending on when this is published, I might publish this um, podcast on christmas eve so it might be today as you're listening to this um uh, that video is going to be my e-bike review which is a bit of a departure for me um and i genuinely don't care if only 10 people watch it because i really enjoyed shooting it and, and editing it it was a really really fun thing to do um so I, I would like to do different different stuff next year in terms of different tech um i know the algorithm doesn't like it but who cares
1: uh, will you be will you be signing up for Casey neistat's video course cinematography course video storytelling or I forget what, the,
0: what it's called It's some, yeah it's something like that isn't it um, I'd love to I think t- time might be an issue with that because it's, it's one of these courses where you've really got to knuckle down and do it day in day out basically I think it's more aimed at film students um, and I think it's a, I can't think how much it, is it $300 or something it's not it's, it's $249 which it's is solid. astonishingly reasonable it's I
1: think to, uh, to get access to
0: Casey Neistat's mind yeah I'm obsessed with the guy totally obsessed with it um with, with it with him um and I I do think if I was in that position if I was a if I was a, a student wanting to get into filmmaking I I wouldn't go to college I I'd, I'd just sign up 249 dollars, and that would be me done basically um because the guy really knows what he's talking about but no I probably you, won't in you- answer to that <laughs> my, my One day day maybe. to say
1: interesting to you know maybe get some inspiration and get some ideas for some n- different kinds of shots that kind of thing but do, do you follow casey neistat martin
2: uh no don't even know don't know anything about him never oh. never come across him before so oh. uh, shock horror it's uh um the guy i used to um uh was a guy called izzy hyman um i did a lot of his uh courses on using final cut pro and he also delves into videography and filming and lighting and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, t- I tend to be a lot of self-taught stuff on on this stuff. That's why it's all so bad, I'm afraid. Um, but maybe maybe a course like that might might be uh, might be worthwhile looking at. See if I can somehow do this thing properly.
0: <laughs> I think you did a really good job, us, Martin. Um, I, I think going back to your question though, whether or not I'd sign up sign up for that course, Rob, I'm more likely to get the Peter McKinnon print. I think. Or well, well, if he comes out with a course, be all over right that. I'll be it all it? over that, straight away. <laughs> that kind of leads us on to one of the last things on the on the list here, which is what we're hoping to find under, under the tree. And um, Rob's kind of accurately suggested that I might be waiting for Peter McKinnon to appear holding a tray of mince pies and a bottle of whiskey. Um, that would make my Christmas completely.
2: <laughs>
0: I'd be a very happy man. Um, what are you waiting for, Martin? What, what's uh, Is there anything... Um, I mean, you're a guy with a Lego, Lander, uh, Lego Land Rover Defender, so you've got pretty much everything you need. But is, is there anything in particular that you're waiting for for Christmas? Um, maybe, no, I'm not waiting for Christmas. I, I, I've,
2: uh, I've bought myself a little drone. Nice. Um, I'm thinking next year I'm I'm getting maybe a little bit too old to be still working on site on the tools and stuff like that. So I was thinking about setting up this new business doing architectural drone photography. There's quite a demand for for high-resolution photographs of sites of um, historical value. Um, If you imagine imagine after a storm, um, if you've got potential damage to a roof, getting scaffolding in and people to go up and look, as opposed to getting a drone in. Um, So that might be a new business opportunity for next year. So that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. So I went and bought myself a a drone. I'm going to start playing around with that uh, over the Christmas. Um, What did did you get? uh, sorry what did you get um i was it was just a uh what's it called i was looking to get in a mavic but i, I thought that was a bit expensive to start a trial so this thing i got um it's called a shark um mm. only only a few hundred quid but it's just basically to see one whether i can fly the thing and you know my dodgy old eyesight not mine they say keep it in view then it needs to be about 12 feet away from me which isn't going to help <laughs> when i need to go up two or three hundred feet on a church, church steeple but uh, so, yeah, I thought I'd play around with this, see see how it works. And then because you're talking about, you know, you're talking about investing several thousand pound and to do it properly, I have to get an FA, a CIA license mm. um, to photograph in and amongst around people and premises and stuff like that. And again, that's another I think that's another few thousand pound to get that license. So I said I want to have a play around first to see whether or not it's something I could do.
0: It's a lot of fun drones. I, I don't use mine much these days, but um, it's yeah. Once you start playing around with it, it's, it's it's a huge amount of fun, and they're not that difficult to fly. I mean, I've I've only flown a, a Mavic Pro, but um, I'm sure it's the same with the with the Shark as well. They're, once you've got over the the initial kind of um, worry of it just disappearing and or not flying back and having battery anxiety and that sort of stuff, it's actually yeah huge amount of fun
2: thanks thanks that mark i was actually looking forward to trying it now <laughs> now i've got battery anxiety and sight anxiety and lots of drone anxiety oh thanks that's great that's great
0: i, d- I took it on holiday once we went to i think it was devon or something like that and uh, me and my brother-in-law took it uh, over the uh, over p- uh, some cliffs and it just disappeared and um the battery warning light came on at that point it's supposed to fly home come back to you and it didn't, and, he, and I think it lost connection to the um, the camera as well. So it all kind of it all went dark basically. And eventually it came back, but there was that moment where we kind of looked at each other and thought, "That's it. It's, we're never going to see that again. It's just gone." <laughs> it's, uh, that, that sounds an awful lot of like most of
2: my golf balls. If I ever go around and try <laughs> to play play a game of golf, that uh, where'd that one go? <laughs> gone. On. I usually take a whole batch of twenty four balls with me to try and get around an eighteen old course. So you know.
0: <laughs> It's easier than golf flying a drone, trust me. Okay, uh, great. Uh, Rob, what are you waiting for for Christmas? Well, so our second daughter, that's
1: pretty much all, you beat all, us. all other plans are off. That's. Uh...
2: And she could be a Christmas Eve or Christmas Day baby.
1: Could be. Could be. That
2: certainly helps with the presents. You only have to get one present, it's brilliant.
1: <laughs> That'd be awful for them, though, wouldn't it?
2: Believe that, you'll believe anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm I'm think, sure. yeah. hopefully if it's you know today tomorrow christmas day that's what i think when you start getting beyond christmas i think you'd probably find you'd be just doomed to a lifetime of gloomy birthdays where everyone's sort of coming <laughs> down off the christmas buzz yeah i don't know
0: so hopefully fingers crossed she'll be here soon fingers crossed indeed oh, good luck with that no, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, yeah. best of luck and um thank you for coming on martin Really appreciate it. It's been no a great chat. Thank through. you
2: much for the invitation. Sorry for babbling on as much. But, no, not uh, at all. I, I really enjoy it. The, the the show's good. It's nice to listen. Um, I'll obviously have to black out this one. I, I, I'm not very good at listening to my own stuff. It's it's strange. It's really strange.
0: It's not strange. I, I hate listening to myself as well, um, which isn't ideal given what I do. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, really appreciate it, and uh, so jealous of your um, your museum, your, your your museum in in working.
2: In, yeah in, in, someday we'll get it we'll get it going we'll get it going <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a video of it and bring you all along and have a look so it's quite quite thing and i haven't even mentioned the ipods scattered around the place the oh, old man. iPhones scattered around the place i think i've got every iphone somewhere <laughs> somewhere because I used, I used to use the phone get the new one pass it on to one of my kids and then it would come back in a half destroyed state and smashed and bits and so, yeah, I've got loads of loads of uh, smashed up iPhones,
0: but, uh, yeah. Well, next time we speak to you, we expect to see some photos of a, a fully kitted out Apple museum. Yeah, and
2: get my cinema display back working. Yes. That's, that's what I would like.
0: So if anyone's got a dodgy old cinema display
2: that doesn't work and wants to send me the parts, please be in contact. That'd be great. Yeah,
0: send in a postcard. And, Rob, best of luck for whatever happens over the next few days. Oh, cheers. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's our last one for the year. So um, thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. And um, a Happy New Year. And to you, sir.
2: Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone. Cheers. Good luck now. Thank you.